Is it really a win? <laughs> you know what? The Bears. <laughs> that was the worst team. Ever. The Bears are. That's not saying a word. Yeah, Panthers are we're gonna call the second best. You know the Bears had the first and second overall pick. Yeah. Caleb Williams, yeah, Chicago. Caleb Williams and Marvin yeah, Harrison. No, 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 and no. Caleb Williams and Brock Bowers. You want Marvin Harrison's not a giant, dude. Brock Bauer. I would rather have Brock Bowers than Marvin Harrison Jr. Have you? Brock Bowers is the will. Doesn't matter. He's a tight end. Receivers are more valuable. Yeah, tight end goes number two would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah, all right, yeah, we're going to get started then. All right. So, all right. Okay, all right. Am I opening it? Um, or are you going to open yeah, it? Yeah, Okay. Welcome back to Third and Long. I'm your host, Sam Prince, and I'm alongside my co-host, Aaron Hook. This week, we are joined by two guests of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Members, we have Justin Locke and Josh Ayers. Guys... Two out of the four teams here won this weekend. Justin, you're an Eagles fan. They beat the Commanders in overtime. And Josh, you are a Denver Broncos fan. Well, the Broncos came back from a 28-7 deficit. Sadly for me, I am a Giants fan. Not sadly. I I wear that in pride. No, I think you can say sadly. No, it's not sadly. <laughs> you're sadly your Jets fan. Oh, wow. I mean, the Jets, uh, look... We'll get into it, but I mean, last night, I mean, you should be ashamed to be. I was ashamed last night. I was a little ashamed last night. Last night was, I I think last night was worse than the 40 to nothing loss on Sunday Night Football. I don't think that's crazy, honestly. Because you let up 10 plus sacks. 11 sacks for one shy of tying the record. One shy, but was it the record? No. It doesn't matter. It wasn't the record. That's like me, like after the Dolphins, what they did to us. Well, it wasn't the record. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as that thing. You know what? I can't. The only positive I can get was uh, Kayvon Thibodeau had two sacks. He did. Other than that, there are no positives. This team had no discipline. It seemed like Daniel Jones was the 2020 Daniel Jones. Well, uh, okay, let, let's start first. No, 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 no. And okay, there no. was no offensive line. Your star left tackle, who you paid a lot of money for, Andrew Thomas, is still injured. Yes, you're still, he's still healing from his injury, which that's okay. You want him to come back fully healthy. Saquon Barkley, out. The Giants, if Andrew Thomas was in and Saquon Barkley was in this game, it would have been a lot closer. I'm not saying the Giants would have won, but it would have been a different game. There was no offensive line at all last night. Evan Neal looked just like a turnstop. Your star center, JMS, gets injured on the tush push. Oh, but you can't even execute tush push right. You know, as everyone says, it's automatic. No, it's it's not. It's not that hard. And Brian Dable, who looked amazing last year, last night just looked like Joe Judge. It, maybe it was Joe Judge in a Halloween, in an early Halloween costume. <laughs> But, look, this Giants team just does not look like it's 2022 self where they looked like they had a lot of promise. And, look, I've been seeing a lot on Twitter fire Brian Dable. Absolutely not. You do not fire Brian Dable. Keep him. But I will say this. If things go this way, I see the Giants having five wins this season. And they're going to have to select a tackle from this draft. I'm looking at Joe Alto from Notre Dame and move Evan Neal at right guard but other than that that's just my season outlook and reactions from last night you know what we're gonna go to a non-nfc east a non-jets fan and a non as you are a giants hater no no no. let's stay on the giants for a moment no no no, no, no. i'm gonna uh, 
let me finish. Okay. I was going to say, Josh, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, yeah. Well, I think Daniel Jones honestly shouldn't get – he should, should get some of the blame. But, like, when you get 11 sacks – that's just a sack. Imagine how many pressures. I didn't know – I don't know what the number is with the pressures. But Daniel Jones literally had – like two seconds at most for, before it, he got it, hit. You are right on that, but his two interceptions that he threw are unexcusable. The pick six to Nether Witherspoon was just like me throwing it to the to the defense. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was yeah. just a bad read. Okay, you have a bad pick, and then you do that again. You throw another pick to Diggs. Diggs was the only one in midfield. Only one. You threw it up to him. Like Daniel Jones. To me, I have been saying this. For weeks now and months, I like the guy. I want him to succeed. He's the guy who goes in early, stays in late, first one out, first one in, last one out. He works his butt off. You want him to succeed, but he's just not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's just not. It's plain and simple. But the Giants is very interesting the way they con- – a lot of people on Twitter, they're, oh, Daniel Jones, you're stuck with him for four more years. Well – if you look up where the contract is structured, Joe Shane has a fallout for this, where if Daniel Jones, if this would have happened, that year after year two, there's no more guaranteed money. So if the Giants just, you know what, get rid of him, you know what, we'll just eat the dead cap, that's what they'd have to do. But I do think, as you said, you know, it shouldn't be on Daniel Jones. Those two picks had to be on Daniel Jones. I'm sorry. Those are inexcusable. I think the I think the first one the Witherspoon definitely was that was just a bad read that was but, a terrible. But then the second one he just got he just got hit in my because because okay. I, I, I saw who he was trying to throw it to then he got hit and it just sailed but like I, that. I just think if you are gonna do it just take the sack at that rate. Take the sack like, like he was all night. It's that, just yeah. another one at this point. It's another one. You get a sack. You get a sack. You get a sack. Justin, as the Eagle fan in this room, what do you think? And we'll go to you, Aaron. Last. No, so for me, for a uh, fantasy point of view, oh, I, I had Seattle defense same, last night, same. and I was down seventeen going into the matchup. Uh, after the Witherspoon pick six, pretty much sealed the deal. And I was, I think, even with the sacks alone, I think I would have been knocking <laughs> well, on the door. How back. many did they put up? Eleven. It was like thirty-two. No, no, no. I mean, 20, I had twenty-nine of mine. My league, I had thirty-two. Wow. So, but yeah, I mean, overall wise, uh, Seattle, uh, they just kind of did everything they needed to do. I mean. It wasn't uh it was an okay game from Gino and uh Drew Locke came in there, uh threw a dot there to to fan as well. I mean this, this team even your guys, DK and uh Tyler Lockett didn't have explosive games. Uh Lockett, uh fifty four yards, four catches, Metcalf, uh three catches, thirty four, did have the touchdown. But overall the Giants again just obviously besides that comeback when they had against the Cardinals, it, it just looks a completely different team. Last year just looked like they had more energy. Obviously, we saw that in the playoff game against Minnesota last year, but it's just not been the same. And obviously, same you touched on the offensive line. I mean, it's not Daniel Jones' fault that he's getting hit every other play, but it's just obviously that play you're talking about with uh, the third of digs. He was going to get lit up. He got lit up regardless. I mean, on the throw, it, it either way, it's either it's going to be close to the set, uh, tying the record, or he would have thrown that pick. So, and uh, yeah. Also, which we, you know, we haven't really touched upon this yet. We have to touch upon it. Star safety Jamal Adams came back last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for an injury. And he gets ruled out. He had a knee injury and he didn't play the rest of the game. You got to feel bad for a guy like that. Yeah. Who, I, I believe it was like only six snaps. Yeah, it, was, well, it was like four to six snaps. You, something you can like see that. When, he, when he went for the tackle, he led with his helmet. Which and then really and he took, a, I think Daniel Jones was the one who yeah. got him in, in the helmet. And 
kind of messed him up. So Jamal Adams can't catch a break. Neither can the Giants um, and the Jets. Uh, well, okay, but the difference between the Giants and the Jets, first of all, is because is is the Jets who you had entertainment. You had who, you were in the game. You well, were, for years the Jets had an a, a, an offensive line comparable to what we saw from the Giants last night. Just just I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a worse offensive line. I mean, Evan Neal. I'm ready to say it now. He he's a bust. I mean, he is awful. I'm sorry. He's terror. He's a turnstile. He is really bad. He's a turnstile. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, the number that I looked at is Daniel Jones is now one in twelve on primetime games. He is. Um, these are the New York, and I, as a Jets fan, obviously kind of in, in the same, you know, we share a stadium. It used to be called Giants Stadium. It will always be These Giants are the New stadium. York football Giants. It's yep. an embarrassment for it, him to be 1-12 on primetime. It's an embarrassment games. to the city of New York. It is. Um, Look, I, I, I will say it. It's, it's an embarrassment. And Daniel Jones reminds me of Dave Gettleman football. He reminds me of Dave Dave Gettleman football. Well, Dave Gettleman drafted him, no? Yeah. yeah so and look, sense. a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, the Giants with this. You know, there were talks last night about Saquon. Well, what do you do with Saquon now? Because you're obviously not going to be good next year. I, I don't resign him. It's a waste of money. Like, I know you guys are big running back supporters, but, I mean, you get, he injures his high ankle again. It seems like he's only on one stage. Two seasons in the NFL with only with playing all seventeen to sixteen games. Well, why? Like, like, like you don't resign him. Sorry, I'm going on very. I'm going on tangents here. No, I mean it's deserved. Going on tangents, but as we talk about the Saquon Barkley, does he come back? Saquon Barkley saga. It's still a saga. It's still a storyline. We'll go back to you, Aaron. Aaron, what do you think the Giants do with Saquon Barkley, and where do you think he ends up next year? Yeah, I, I mean, when they ended up giving the money to Jones, I was not a fan of it because, and, and I, I understand, you know, the defense from the Giants fan perspective and and the organization is well, that's how things are done in the I, NFL. You I, pay the quarterback, not the running back. Um, and I think so. From okay. a yeah, looking back at that, this is where I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna agree with Joe Shannon. This at the time. I, I, I would have done personally. I would have given Daniel Jones the franchise tag and let Saquon walk. So you would have just cut Saquon basically out of the picture. Is well, I well, I, I would have gave him the same contract he had, I, but I, he just you know did you know there are reports and I can confirm this from multiple sources I I have that Saquon Barkley last season. Was offered a three-year contract, twelve and a half mil per year, and he didn't take that. He had his chance to be with this team long term. He didn't take it. Plain out and simple. Yeah, I mean, you know, for for a dilate safe one who had the year he did last year, coming off that injury, um, you know, he obviously expected more. And uh, you know, with the franchise tag being around ten million, he ends up signing for ten million. Um, obviously not something. Uh, obviously n- not a number that he he loved. Um, I, I think you know Justin and Josh like you know when they, when they picked him in the top three. Oh, it, it, it was it was it was a decision made by them that really 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 hinged on his health, and it just hasn't come to play. And I think <sighs> Saquon being as injury riddled as he is, as good as he may be, he's great. That he. I, not I won't I can't even blame it on him. That draft pick has 
kind of sunk this franchise into a position now five years later where you're looking at paying Daniel Jones, who has an offensive line that can't block for him, and you have Saquon Barkley, who's hurt, who now, like Sam said, at the end of the year, what are you going to do with the guy who is going to demand the money that he wanted again? Look, it's, it's not good. I'll get to you guys in a second, but back, let's travel back in time to 2018, where the Giants had the second overall pick. They were, I'll go into some reports that I, from sources of mine, about that draft in a minute or two. I wanted Saquon or Quentin Nelson. I wanted Saquon or Quentin Nelson. I saw the writing on the wall with Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. I just didn't believe in him. Well, it was Josh Allen too. To and Josh Allen, I was I wasn't sure about him. Well, I was wrong about that. I really liked Lamar Jackson, but I didn't think he was going to succeed in the Giants' offense because there wasn't a good enough line, and I didn't think the play calling was any good for him. And then, is there a quarterback that I'm missing? From the, oh, and Baker Mayfield. I well, you didn't take Baker. And Baker Mayfield was picked. Plus, I didn't think he was be that good in the NFL. Then you go to Quint Nelson, who, for the first four years of his career, he looked like the best guard in the league. I think we could all agree on that. Mm-hmm. And there's Saquon Barkley, who, who gave you glimpses of Adrian Peterson, who, well, you just had to take him. You know, you just see that generational running back. You see that generational player that you just can't turn down. But I do have a source that told me that. Back in 2018, a couple days before draft day, the Denver Broncos were willing to trade up to number two overall and give a haul to the Giants and Dave Gettleman. And know what? Dave Gettleman didn't even pick up the phone. Well, I, that is a huge mistake because you slide down to five where Denver was picking. And you still could have gotten Saquon. You could have gotten, well, you, maybe. You look at that draft. East. Maybe. Okay. Well, Maybe you still could have gotten Saquon, but you also could have picked Quentin Nelson there. Okay. Could you imagine? Let's just say the Bron- Broncos do that trade. Mm-hmm. Josh, you're a Broncos fan. What would you give up at the time to trade up for two? And who they were going to draft? Sam Darnold. Yeah, I was going to say that's who they were going to draft. Yeah, I, I remember that report. Uh, they were going to give up a lot. It is true. They, they were going to give up a lot. Mm-hmm. What would you have done at the time? If I was the Broncos? Or yeah, the Broncos. How much would I give up? They probably would have gave up like. At the very the minimum, two first round picks. Yeah. I mean, let's like, just I mean look like look, future picks. Let's just say three first round picks, including that. Mm-hmm. Give a couple, two second rounds and mid round picks. Yeah, the Giants then could have gone on to draft Quint Nelson, and then in the second round, you know who they could have drafted? Nick Chubb. Yeah. All right, but if, if we're gonna bring it to the present. The, the Giants, the only positives that I saw from them last night is that Jalen Hyatt finally outsnapped, like, Paris Campbell. Like, they're finally starting to realize that, like, okay, the talent we have is, like, not that great. And, like, maybe we should play our young receiver who had a monster year in Tennessee last why year. Why are they were trying to get snaps into Wondell Robinson, who I've been a big fan of ever since he got drafted. He had a pretty good game. Yeah. Had a pretty good game. Yeah. But, Justin, you know, what? what do you think of – Really, the Giants' future of where they are. What do you do with Daniel Jones? What do you do with Saquon? I mean, you asked me earlier today. You said where I think Saquon's going to go, and I, I didn't really have an answer. I mean, it's there's plenty of spots. Obviously, there's teams that could use him, but it's really again where would he want to go as well? I mean, well, obviously, he's not going to go to a team that's at the bottom trying to fight for seven wins. He wants to go to a team that's probably going to compete and. 
unless that's a, a team that's knocking on the door, maybe a, a Miami team. Obviously, they've shined with the different running backs this year. And yeah. if Saquon was there, it would even add. Obviously, they lost this past uh, this past weekend, but we'll get into that in a couple minutes again. But being overall with the Giants, I mean, Daniel Jones, obviously the big contract. Again, it was just was it too soon for the contract? But again. It, it, the offensive line failed him last night. I mean, obviously the picks, you, you said it was his fault, which it was. But overall, I mean, they've been running this team through Saquon Barkley. And obviously when Saquon goes down, we see the different team. It's, and obviously, again, the comeback win, Saquon was a part of it. I mean, And the comeback that, win, you beat the Arizona Cardinals. Let's put that into perspective. It is. But, I mean, if not, you guys would be one of the teams without a win. And, without it. Okay, as we, really, as we finish that segment there – about the Giants rant. Yeah. It was a it was a rant by all of us, you know, this organization who is partly dysfunctional. Look, Saquon, I don't think he'll be a Giant next year. I've heard reports that really aren't really not quite sure whether he'll be back or not because they don't know if they want him to be back because they love the guy, but whether he can stay healthy or not. Mm-hmm. Why should you give all that money to someone who's not going to stay healthy? But really, if I was Saquon, I'm going to go somewhere where I can win a Super Bowl. And get the most money possible. Yeah, especially at this point in his career. Because he's in year six. I mean, how, how old is he? 26? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you figure a running back's prime probably cuts off right at about 30, 31. Um, yeah. That, that, that's a decision career-wise for him that makes well, a lot of sense. You so. look at running backs. How, how long are their primes? Six, seven years? It all, it all depends on like, how much they're being used. But, yeah, we'll give it like... 20 till like 27, 28. Cause that's kind of what happened with Zeke. Once he turned 28, he kind of fell off a little bit. Lost yeah. the speed. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, again, it's every running back kind of falls into the same category when it comes there. Again, you see him at their peak 23, 24, 25, and then it's the down years. It's, it's kind of different than like the NBA where like you kind of the peak gets right around 30, but if a running back gets to 30 and they're still chugging along, I mean, it's kind of, it's a great thing to see, but Obviously, we see guys get hurt here and there. Obviously, Nick Chubb just got hurt a couple weeks ago, and that's it's a big thing with Saquon. Obviously, who has a big injury history, it's it's a tough thing for a team that again took him with the second pick, and let, and obviously again, he's been their their franchise player the last five six years. And now, if you say, "All right, we're gonna throw that out the window next season," I don't know how many wins this Giants team. Obviously, Sam, you said five wins this season. Look at their schedule. They they might get five wins this year. I think they will. I mean, their next two opponents are Miami and Buffalo. Well, yep. I mean, that was a loss. All to begin with. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're so, not winning those games. I'm sorry, so, Sam. Um, we 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 spent a lot of time on the Giants. You know what? I, Can it, we spend a couple before we go to the Jets? Let's just talk about Seattle. Um, because they obviously run into a yeah. team in the Giants that basically handed them this game. Mm. Um. But honestly, their defense has been better than I expected. Um, and I, I know the Giants' offensive line is, is you know... Terrible. I mean, it, yeah, right? I mean, it's <laughs> like... I, I, I could run through there and sat Daniel Jones. But uh, I don't think so. I think you could, honestly. Um, uh, I don't think so. I still think... As much as we make fun of Evan Neal, the man is taller than you, Aaron. Okay, I mean... Okay. He's, uh, he's making uh, a show. Yeah, it's a matter Taller than you... <laughs> I was and being metaphoric, and you um, look like a midget compared to him. I wouldn't say a midget. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a pretty big guy. Dude. I mean, I don't know. Um, but Seattle, um, Gino only has to throw 20 times last night. Drew Locke comes in for a series when he went out, then comes back in. 
Run game looks good. I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I think Ken Walker is a really good back. They obviously have two great receivers. Uh, Noah Fan has gotten more involved. I, I think Seattle in that West that, you know, we'll get to the Rams later as well. I mean, they've looked, you know, like they've had sort of a rebirth um, with Stafford coming back this year. And then obviously San Francisco um, is fantastic. But Seattle in that division, I, I think, can be a. Sort of like last year, kind of that sneaky playoff team. Um, what do you guys kind of think, Justin and Josh, like, like their ceiling is? Um, do you see them reaching double-digit wins? That They're at 3-1 uh, and one now after the win last night. Um, I think it's definitely possible the Seahawks can at least like repeat to make the playoffs. I don't know about double-digit wins. I'm not really familiar with their schedule, but I'm assuming because how weak the NFC East kind of – not, not NFC East, I'm sorry. The NFC is – as a whole, I think they definitely should make the playoffs because their defense, like you said, looked really, really good. Kenneth Walker looks amazing. Charbonnet, when he gets his touches, looks really yeah. good. And this is how Seattle wants to play, honestly. They don't want Geno to, like, kind of like last year, like really kind of rely on him and DK and Lockett. And we didn't really talk about Smith and Jigba, who they invested the first-round pick. True. With. And, like, I think they, like, basically are trying to set themselves up. They do need Geno to win them a game. They, they get into any type of shootout with someone, like, the Niners or just to be able to like go up against that defense the Niners had because that's in my opinion I think the Niners have the best defense in the they league. They do, they do. And look, enough talk about the Giants or Seahawks team. Obviously the Giants unfortunately lost twenty three to twenty four to three last night. But the big storyline on the weekend was yeah. Zach Wilson outplaying Patrick Mahomes. Yet <laughs> the New York Jets yep. still lose twenty three to twenty. Well, they had to do it for, against for the Kansas City Chiefs for T Swizzle. You know, they and couldn't. Aaron, you they are couldn't have Kelsey walk off the field with his head down. You know, because then <laughs> that that whole thing is over. And you know, and Aaron, you they, are they need to make a lot of you know what off of this. <laughs> and so. you are probably one of the biggest Jets fans I personally know. Thank you. What are your thoughts on? the Jets situation with Zach Wilson um, because Joe Namath apologized to him after call, after wanting him cut well, off his team. Now he wants him the quarterback for the next 10 years of the Jets. He said that? Yeah. Well, really. okay. Well, I, Namath's reaction after the Patriots game was warranted. Uh, I was in the same boat. I was in the camp of Zach Wilson. It, it was The pick was just awful. Um, you know? It still is. He had had, well, I think after last night, at least a little bit, the book is still out on what he can be. Are you crazy? Number two overall. You have to see him put it together for a few more games, but if he can, it's at least a step in the right direction for him. And he did outplay Patrick Mahomes by a large margin. I want to talk more about that. Um and I'll, I'll get to Justin and Josh to talk more about Mahomes and what he looked like on Sunday night because I didn't think it was very good at all. As you all. know, guys, I am a big Mahomes guy. Yeah, I like Mahomes a lot too, but I, I mean, I thought so he was really bad. Do, do we think that was a holding when he rushed for 22 yards? Uh, of yes, course it was, it was a holding. holding. I don't think so. Well, I don't know what you're talking about then. then you, how can come, see, you can see the then how come it was jersey. Then how come it wasn't called? Because, because the officials are blind. And, and, and why? And then, and then Sauce Gardner uh, with the phantom hold on the receiver. No, Michael Carter no, pits off. That, then 10 seconds that, later as he's running down the sideline. Now, that was a bad call. That's when the referee pulls now, the Now, that was a bad call. The officiating but, in the stadium, run, Sam, you was run, awful. You, it wasn't the greatest, but you run for 22 yards. And, okay. and who the Jets defense is... From Jets fans, the t- a top ten defense, which it is, they are in the league. <laughs> and why can't you have a tackle? Okay, so so tackle him. so if you watch the game, the Jets 
were playing uh, a linebacker in the middle of that defense, almost in like a spy type of deal. Usually it was CJ Mosley or Quinn. Or, uh, can we just talk Williams. about CJ Mosley? CJ Mosley's a damn good linebacker. He's very underrated. Um, he is underrated. But let's give. Credit where credit's due. He he was sitting in the middle of that defense watching Mahomes. They had done a pretty good job on him. I mean, they 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 beat up the Chiefs offensive line, first of all, so we didn't really have a lot of time to run anyway. But, Sam, why do you think Mahomes had the space to sit back there, first of all, for, what, seven, eight seconds while uh, Jermaine Johnson is getting his jersey grabbed, his shoulder pad ripped off, and then step up and run for 20 yards? Maybe because it's the guys getting uh, held, and there's no call. Um, there was also a, and I hate to be the guy who just oh, like goes off go. on the officials, but you set me up to do this. Um, <laughs> you, there was also a no call the Mahomes, game that's in front of you. Mahomes throws the ball while he's falling on his ass. I, I'll say it. Um, and there is a uh, no call for um, uh, intentional grounding. They said he was throwing in that, the area of number bad. ten. That, that was, was a brutal call. That, that was bad. bad. It was terrible. That was bad. Um. Now the 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 calls, you know, they went both ways. Uh, the the Jets committed some penalties that didn't get called as yeah, well. So you know, but you they robbed Zach Wilson of a chance to at least get the ball back and go down the field and try and tie the game. They absolutely did. The officials, those two calls in the last few minutes were horrible, and that decided the game. Um, besides that, guys, uh, I think Zach Wilson looked great on Sunday night. He was. The biggest problem for me with him through his first couple of years plus has been sitting back in the pocket, scared to get rid of the ball, taking horrible sacks looked, and making horrible decisions. Hold on, Sam. He looked confident. He looked very confident. Was getting the ball out two, three seconds. Very efficient. His eyes needed to go where they were going. Um, he even has a great scramble drill uh, on the two-point conversion, showing some of that athleticism that we saw at BYU. I, it was the best game of his career by far. Agreed. He's had some. He's had some games through his first couple of years. Very. Like kind of flash in the pan games. It's only been like a handful where he's been like, okay, he looked pretty good. This was by far the best he has played as an NFL quarterback, Josh. And again, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes by a large margin. I think. I mean, Mahomes. I don't. I. I, I like Mahomes a lot. I didn't think he had any uh, right to get up and start celebrating and flaunting no. after sliding for the first down. I mean, I mean, you played horrible, dude. You yeah. would have had three pits if if not for so, that BS call so against Sauce Mahomes Gardner. last so. um, two nights ago on Sunday night went 18 for 30, passing for 203 yards, one passing touchdown, two interceptions. Well, your main man, MVP, Zach Wilson, threw for 28 for 39, 245 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, personally... He did. I mean, like, he did. It wasn't I mean, even close. It wasn't without, even close. Without a doubt, yeah. And um, now, I, I want to talk to Justin and Josh about it because... Uh, can I give Zach Wilson some credit here? And then we'll get y- yes, yes. LeBron James. I know, he tweeted about him. Hella game, kid. You win as a team and lose as well as a team. I play... The, the play does not define the whole game. Keep your head up high and keep pushing forward. If it was that easy for everyone, everyone would do it. And guys... Zach Wilson has saved Joe Douglas and Robert Sala's job this season. No, he hasn't. No, he he has not. If the Jets win five games this year, they're both getting fired. You know where I would do? What? I'd bring them to the the Giants. I know you would. All right. Personally, let's get Josh's opinion. Uh, Yeah, Zach Wilson, that that was the best game that he's ever had. Like, he... 
I never seen him play with such confidence, especially after the the the, his, the second half, the first drive. That was beautiful, awesome. beautifully executed. That throw to Lazard, dude. That is a high level throw. Yeah, he I and I was a big Zach Wilson guy out, uh, outside of uh, when he got out of BYU. I I thought he had elite arm talent, and he showed that uh, on um, Sunday night, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he play, he flat out outplayed Patrick Mahomes, and it gives me a a lot more confidence in the. I don't know if, like like you were saying, Aaron, he needs to stack this on top of every other game for the rest of the year. But if he can play like this for the whole year, then the Jets can. Even though it's a really tough division, you got Buffalo, you got Miami, and then the AFC in general is just tough. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson can at least make this team. Look really respectable. If he least. looked like this, maybe even in half the games last year, they're a playoff team make with, without a doubt. I I think they are. Um, the defense are, are are a bunch of ballers, Josh. Um, I mean, I love this defense, and they are good enough to win games almost on their own. They did a couple times when Zach Wilson put up a stake last year. They um, well, the defense won you the game against the Bills. Um, and Josh Allen. Yes, too. yes. I mean, yeah, special teams did as well, that pun return. But, yeah, the defense stepped a minute. The defense completely neutralized Travis Telsey, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Mr. Swift here, so um, for, the- for three quarters of the game, right? He had three catches in the first quarter, uh, and then he didn't have another one until the fourth. So, I mean, you know. So, speaking of Mr. Swift, guys. What's your take on the whole Taylor Swift? I think we have to, to the NFL. I mean, everyone's talking about. It. I'm gonna go with Justin. I know he's not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I mean, I would really? say all that. What, what, a, what's your favorite T Swizzle song? Uh, I couldn't tell you. To be honest. <laughs> what's your favorite, Josh? What's your favorite T Swift song? Uh, it's definitely Blank Space. Mm, Ooh, great song, great song. What's your favorite? I, I would have to go with the Wildest Dreams. Yeah, mm. I, 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 <laughs> I know both those songs. See, I, I think her voice is day. pretty good on that I one. I can't lie. What's your? What's everyone? Mine's dancing with our well, hands. Well, well, this is the guy who actually listens to Taylor Swift yeah. like daily. He's I do. This is going on right now. I do. He just named a song that none of us know. That's what you know. Never heard what, list the mastermind on her new album <laughs> Midnight's. You lost me there. I never listened to a new album. That's a- anything okay. past like 2015. I'm out. I don't. Wow. I, don't, I haven't heard. Wow. Um. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What do you guys think of the whole yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah. Because now the NFL posted the Chiefs are two and zero. Oh. And then let's get back to the to, to the football this stuff. Is, but yes, this is, this is big news. I yeah, guess. I didn't. I didn't realize how honestly how big of a celebrity Taylor Swift is. Honestly, because I, I did either. Because there's been celebrities that show up to games, and I get. I know it's different. She's dating Kelsey. They just won the Super Bowl and everything, but it feels way, way different. Like the NFL is literally pushing this narrative. Like Dude. you know, because Lee when the Sunday night game before it got started, I don't know if you guys saw, it, but they were like having like this um this video package like explaining the Swifties specifically. That was funny. I mean, yeah, like, if you think about it, if you think about it, right. Her fan base is massive. She has a hundred million monthly listeners on Spotify. Jesus, dude. I, I mean, you could say she's I, she's bigger than Drake. I she think. is. She is. I she think is. she's bigger than yeah. Drake. Yeah. She's probably bigger than The Weeknd. I don't know if there's anyone in the world that's bigger than Taylor Swift yeah. as, as a musical artist. Funny, I don't know. You're a big music guy. You know, we had this debate over the summer whether who was a, a better female artist, Rihanna. Rihanna. Or Taylor Swift. Well, I think better is is yeah. a different Again, conversation. It's, it's all subjective. Music's subjective. But my biggest thing with the game was that uh, a guy I know, Pacheco, scored a yes. touchdown. I want to talk about him more. 
Right away, it's going to sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's it's the the OC. OC. It's like yeah. she's the, uh, the OC. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what she's <laughs> doing with the headset. Like. And then, it, it seemed like, oh, Taylor Swift scored. Ah, oh, Taylor Swift. And, and by the way, poor Isaiah Pacheco, because she's from your hometown. Uh, he. I, it, he, sorry. Yeah. Then Taylor. Yep. Um, he's from your hometown, Justin, yep. Vineland. Um, Vineland High School. And yet, they're playing in the Meadowlands, which is 20 minutes across the river from New York City. And they're like, oh, he's back in his hometown. He's back in his own state. Yeah. Okay, he, yeah, he's from New Jersey. He's not. He's basically not even from he, the part of the state that they're... I think the state one is fair, but the hometown one is... I mean, he's two hours away. He's a Philly kid. But he's he, a South uh, Jersey kid. And no, yet they're he's like, keyword South Jersey. You're still playing in New Jersey. Yeah, I know, but I mean, okay. What do you guys think about that? How they phrase that? I mean, he, yeah, like he's still a part of Jersey, but it's like yeah. just, just just living down here is like it's basically an extension of Philly. It's not. It's not anything like two hours up north. It's, and two it's hours really completely different. Two hours up north is an extension of New York. Yeah, exactly. And this is South Jersey. Some of South Jersey is an extension of Philly, and I think Violent. I, I don't know if Violent really counts as that, Justin. An no. extension of Philly. It's a little further out. Yeah, it's it's. From my house, it's an hour to Philly. But mm-hmm. and going from like with uh, Pacheco, yeah, obviously he, he lived in Violent and he went to Violent High School, but he went to school almost two hours away and with Rutgers. And I mean, if you're going off that, that's true. He's closer, obviously, to that to the stadium. And that's like fair. That. That's but, fair. I got that. But fair. from his hometown, it's completely two different places. It's not even if you say New Brunswick and Violent, it's not. Nobody knows each other unless they right. went to that school. I mean, New Brunswick and New York. I mean, the only connecting point between those two is probably like Newark, and even yeah. the even then, I mean, it's still thirty minutes from each. But that's kind of besides the point. Pacheco, man, he looks like a a, a real like like I, I I might even say top fifteen back in the league. Yeah, I think I get, you can make an argument. He, he he runs really hard, man. He does like, at yeah. Rutgers, man. He he was a. That was your guy. I loved him at Rutgers. Just, he just put his head down, man. He wasn't scared of contact at all. He ran hard as as you know what. And, like, he still has that. And I didn't realize how fast he was either. Yeah, he's, yeah, um, he, yeah he has that mix of speed and power. It's, like, real similar to, like, Marshawn Lynch especially. Like, the way he runs especially. He's real – he reminds me a lot of Lynch because he, he invites the contact. He's not scared. They did make that comparison as yeah. well. He's not scared. And yeah. I was like, all right. Slow down a little bit, but the running style is similar. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's not Marshawn Lynch, but he he definitely takes um, takes after his game, especially Pacheco. Like he's kind of the runner that the Chiefs really need because then you got McKinnon just focused solely on passing downs. So that's what he's best at. But getting back to the game, the Chiefs as a whole, I, I was I was one to come on here after the week one loss to Detroit. That you know, they didn't have Kelsey. You know, it was like the receivers didn't play to the best of their ability. But now we're four weeks in, and I feel like defenses are starting to understand how you stop the Chiefs at this point. Yep. It's Patrick Mahomes. He will find a way. Well, you yeah. you blitz heavy, you double Kelsey. What can they do? Yeah, <laughs> not really much. I mean, give the ball to Pacheco. That's probably about give it. Give the ball to Pacheco. I mean. Um, and, and, so, and, and the Jets have a really good pass rush. Not every team is is going to have a, a front, you know, uh, seven like that. Um, but if they can get pressure on Mahomes, they force him into some throws that I've never seen him make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like the two interceptions that I've never seen Mahomes do that if before. You're a never fan. You got to be happy you won, but not how you happy how you won. And Justin, you you spoke about 
Pacheco being in your hometown from Violin. You know, what was that like when he got drafted for you, you know, a guy from your hometown in the NFL? And what are your takes on the Chiefs versus Jets game? I mean, it was crazy feeling. I was at the uh, the draft party, actually. It was a big thousand people were there. It was finals on a huge city, but uh-huh. again, he, he went to my high school. I know him pretty, pretty solidly. And uh, I mean, it was a great feeling, obviously, for him to get drafted. And obviously, they won the Super Bowl last year. It's great to see again. He was a quarterback in my high school. He wasn't the running back, but he did run a lot. Like don't be wrong, he was obviously a, a rush heavy quarterback, but he had an arm as well. I mean, he did it all for us, and he he shined at Rutgers, and now he's shining in the NFL. And I think this Chiefs team, obviously, besides the Mahomes interceptions, again, the receiving core for this team isn't isn't great. Obviously, on paper, and and even, especially when you're watching eye test. I mean, obviously, week one, Kadarius Tony. I mean, I think everybody at this table has better hands than Kadarius Tony in week yeah. one. I mean, that's not even debatable. Yeah, two for and, 22 on Sunday night. Yeah, and then obviously the the one pick uh, to Ashton Davis might have been one of the worst interceptions I've seen in a long time. It was the clearest. He just kind of tossed it to the right, and Davis kind of just, oh, I appreciate it, and then that was it. But, <laughs> again, the Jets, uh, it was a close one for them. I mean, again, there was obviously some calls. They were pretty blatant. But, again, Mahomes kind of – Showboat at the end. I, honestly, if you're up three with, uh, what was it, a minute and a half left or two minutes? Yep. Yeah. I would have just scored. You're That's gonna, the other thing. Yeah, I would have scored. I don't that, understand well, that. They were scared. I don't think they, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think they wanted Zach Wilson to touch yeah. the ball. Yeah, they were scared. Which I never thought I would say, but um, it, it was the smart football play. I'm with you, though, Justin. If he, sl- if he scores, the game is essentially over. Um, the Jets are going to have the then score in, in a minute and a half and then yeah. get an onside tick. Uh, that was a big controversy, too, because the, the spread closed at 9, and they were up 3. So if he stores and they hit the extra point, you know, the spread flips the other way, and that was a whole big deal. A lot of people lost are, a lot of money. You, no, I didn't bet on the Chiefs. Are you, are you insane? I don't I'm a know. Jet fan. I don't know with you sometimes. <laughs> no, I did take Travis Kelsey's receiving yards, I'll be honest. So, <laughs> so um, um, that, Aaron, as a Jets fan here, do you have any more... Anything to say about yeah, the Jets? Yeah, I think their schedule coming up is pretty favorable. Um, Josh, uh, we're, we're squaring off on Sunday. Jets, Broncos in Denver uh, mm-hmm. at mile high, 425 p.m. Broncos with a big comeback win. Both teams one and three. I mean, something's got to give there. So um, it could be a major break for both team seasons, really, I think, there. Really is, yeah. If the Jets do win that game, they've got Philly. That, that's a t- really tough game. Um, but then they move on, and I think the schedule is is – more favorable than that's three. They got the Giants, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Um, look, the, the Jets certainly don't have an easy schedule, but if they can kind of just, again, compete in these tough games and maybe squeak one out, um, if they've got a chance late in the year, and we'll see what the deal with Rodgers is um, and that Achilles that he is, uh, quote-unquote, aggressively rehabbing. Um, he was at the He's game, obviously, on Sunday. playing so. this season. Well, you don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah, it's like I think like the timetables that he could come back if like it's in the playoffs essentially. Yeah. So all right. Uh, Enough of New York football because it makes my head want to explode. We have two. I think personally, there were three big storylines over the weekend. (laughs) We just spent forty minutes talking. You know what? Jets and Giants. (laughs) They deserved it. They were big storylines. Yeah. Three big storylines was another one was your Denver Broncos coming back twenty eight to seven. Yeah. What are your biggest takeaways from that game and? What do you see the future with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? Well, I'll say first of all, um, Russ has under like they they have not talked enough how Russ is having really a bounce back year. He's he's so far he's have nine touchdowns to zero interceptions. 
Yeah. And the only turnover he's had was like that that fumble that he had against Washington. Besides that, he's played really good. The offense has bounced back, but the defense, the defense, I don't know what has happened. I, I do know what happened. Vance Joseph came in. But I don't know how a coach can make this team that was a top five defense last year a bottom five defense the next year. And they, people say, you know, they didn't have Justin Simmons or th- these players were hurt, got knocked out the game. That doesn't matter. You still have Sertan and the the defensive line, like Randy Gregory, Jonathan Cooper, DJ Jones, they're they're good. And the, they're not they shouldn't be a bottom five defense. But like it it was a win, but it was not a good win. Like we needed that win, definitely, but the defense I'm still really worried about. The offense I have less questions about. More so with the offense, I'm more worried about the of, the offensive line because we spent a lot of money on that and people have not looked good at all. And then the running game. Javante got hurt in that game and he was Damn. out. Yeah, hurt hurt his hip. And Jalen McCl- Jalen McClotten, I think. I'm not I'm definitely saying it, butcher his name. But he looked really good in the preseason. And he looked really good against the Bears. He did. And he had that burst that I was complaining about that I haven't seen with Javante. And I I feel like it's gotten to the point, depending how much time Javante misses, like we'll see the practice schedule and everything. He might, whenever he decides to come back, I don't think that job is there for him, honestly. No, I think it might be like a committee type thing or split carries. Because, yeah, McLaughlin did step in and, like, he, he did look legitimately good. I mean, Denver actually got the running game going. Um, now, despite making Justin Fields look like Cam Newton, um, they do win the game. Uh, and and I mean, Chicago Justin is just like they they're hopeless at this point. I mean, for Justin Fields to look that good and still lose the game, it, I, I'm not sure how Matt Eberflus has a job. To be I, completely honest, yeah, it's it's yeah. uh, well, he'll get fired at the end of the season. I mean, again, you look at it, and in the first half, I I think Fields didn't have a. Uh, incomplete pass, no. or maybe it was one. It was like one or two. Yeah, <laughs> and again, they Khalil Herbert had a good hundred yards as well. Didn't get the touchdown, but DJ Moore had a good game. Uh, I mean, again, this team on paper, obviously they they made the trade last year, uh, right before the draft, and now they're set up. Going to be the next. They, if the seed led to today, there's the first two picks. Which, yep. So with the first two picks, what do you guys draft? You, 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 gotta, have, you have to draft Caleb Williams. If they have the yeah, one and two. One and two. Caleb Williams is one automatically. I agree. Now, that's barring if Justin if Justin Fields Justin, actually starts to show improvement. No. The, no then improvements. Then it could be a conversation. No improvements. Well, if they have two top two pitch, Sam, they could just trade one and get a, a lot back. Especially if it's Caleb Williams. You know, and they did give up a lot to, you know, that to slide be. back last year. They already have a lot, so they could just get even more. As uh, we've got the Eagles fan behind us, Fletcher is Carter jersey. All right, I mean, you beat Washington by three, my boy. But um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Don't worry, Sorry, Justin. Justin. We'll get you. Um, but <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the Eagles, because everyone knows about the Eagles, I, I want to talk about some games that we well, didn't cover well, on offsides yesterday. Oh yeah, because this is third and long, and I said on third and long we do okay, a lot more. You, you got it. We didn't talk about Miami and Buffalo yesterday. Um, Our storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean. Bills looked the Bills. Bills looked at the best team in the NFL. The Bills looked incredible. Yeah, they they Every that, was a, that was a big one game. said the Bills are toast. They are done. Their windows closed. Josh Allen this, Josh Allen that. How did the Bills look against the best team in the NFL? The Dolphins. Uh, on paper. It was like they but the Bills highlighted something that 
media and analysts haven't really highlighted that the Dolphins defense is not that good right now. It's really the offense is amazing, but the defense on the other hand is not that great. Yep. And Buffalo exposed that. Josh Allen had a field day. Stephon Diggs had a field day, and just like over the off season and the. They the Bills did not get as much media attention as they did last year. They should. That, that all went to the Jets. You know, hard knocks. Rodgers came. Up. So it was fair. I think that was the best thing for the Bills. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, they that they they can just work on the game pretty much. They're, that all their um all the stuff they need to work on for this season and the defense looked amazing. Von Miller isn't even back yet. I and Josh Allen right now, if he keeps playing like this, he's gonna win MVP. I think so. I think so, too. And he looked unbelievable, Justin. Yeah, I mean, he's now the favorite, the betting favorite. I mean, again, he had uh, four passing touchdowns, one rushing. I mean, he had four incompletions. I mean, it's, <laughs> it was a, a statement game for him. I mean, I turned on the game, and it was it was bad. At, at the time, I was like, oh, my. I thought the Dolphins were going to gotta go, like, just uh, touchdown to touchdown with them. But it, it just it got ugly quick. And, I mean, at the half, it was 31-14. I was like, the, the Bills are for real. Again, they had a, a rough week one, as uh, so we saw that, and the Jets walked away with the win. But it's kind of since then, Josh Allen's kind of dialed back into that guy that, again, we we were saying he was the second-best quarterback in the league. And then, obviously, there was talks about Burrow last season and stuff like that. But he has definitely implemented himself. Had a better week than Mahomes, obviously, as well. This year is probably his best year to win MVP. And they could, again, they have a good uh, chunk of the schedule. they got to go against some big teams. And if he can, let's say – Go against a team like the Eagles and walk away with the victory. I think he's going to solidify himself as MVP. Josh Allen is reversing the Madden curse. He I is. Think. Because yeah. after we'd won, the Madden curse was still real. Oh, yeah. You know? Now, you know who I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. Do you know who so. reversed the Madden curse? Patrick Mahomes. When was he, he won the Super Bowl. He, well, he wasn't on the cover by himself. He was with Brady. No, right? the first time he was on the cover. The first time, yeah, I know what Sam's talking about. That's when they won uh, against uh, San Francisco. Okay. You, yeah. you won the Super Bowl and your Super Bowl MVP. You reversed the curse. Um, Yeah, Miami, man. They just, I mean, at first it looked like it was going to be the greatest shootout of, like, of yeah. all time. Like, it was going to be like 60 to 60. Um, It was going to be like, is anyone going to get a stop? And, and then Miami just kind of ran out of gas. Buffalo, again, Josh mentioned the pass rush. They really did start to get to Tua in this game. And Tua, his big thing is, is sitting back there. And, you know, he does get rid of the ball as quick as anybody. Um, but that's because he has stuff steamed up for him. And he usually has a pretty clean pocket to throw from. And he's kind of added now the element of extending the plays, right? He's been able to get out of the pocket and make tough throws. But Buffalo's defense, man, they really kind of figured out Miami. They were physical with, with Tyreek Hill at the line of scrimmage. He was kind of shut down in the second half, honestly. Um, Miami had to lean so heavily on the run game, uh, and we'll get into, like, Devon A-Chain in a second, who was awesome. Um, yes. But but Miami through the air, that's obviously what Mike McDaniel wants to do, and that's how they've looked so fantastic and historically, uh, offensively through the first few weeks, Josh. But Buffalo defensively was able to figure him out. Credit to Sean McDermott and, and, and Buffalo right now, man, uh, when Miami seemingly couldn't be touched, now all of a sudden, you know those are the top two dogs in the division, and and Buffalo, man, um, yeah. I, after the disappointments of the last few years, I, it, it could be the year. I know Miami is still going to be tough, but this looks like the year where they could really kind of make a push for for the AFC title. Yeah, it's this is the year they can be. If they're the first seed, they have a real shot of getting to the Super Bowl. And you, you see the Bengals are not playing up to standard. The Chiefs, even though they share the same record as Buffalo, I think Buffalo is the better team at this point. 
the only team that could really compete with them right now is the Ravens. But even then, I think the Bills just have a better team than the Ravens. And like you said, Aaron, this is definitely – this is – they have a better shot this year than they did last year, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, even last year, Kansas City, I mean, you can never count them out. Um, and, and there was um, – Again, just kind of uh, throughout the lead, you know, sort of the surprises in Cincinnati was really good last year. They have, I mean, Joe Burrow is obviously dealing with that injury, and that has almost completely neutralized that entire offense. Um, Because Joe Burrow is so good, again, at making these high-level throws and evading pressure in the pocket to make these high-level throws. That's why he's been such a great quarterback these last couple of years. However, with this injury, he is, he, I mean, he can't move, man. And the offensive line is, is really not that good, and he is getting pummeled back there, and, and that's exactly what happened against Tennessee. Know, they lose 27-3 to against a Titans team that I wasn't all too impressed with through the first three weeks. Yeah, they're, they're not. The, the Titans are not a good team. That's, that's why the Bengals right now, they have a giant red flag over the team at this point because I don't know what you do with Joe Burrow at this point. What do you do? It, you rest him. From injury. But then, how no, do you, you compete? Can't, you can't. How do you, you compete at that there, point? And the thing is, Sam, if they had a competent backup, like if they had uh, Andy Dalton, then okay. I think they that's, would. That's you know good what? enough. You know what they could do? They could trade for Andy Dalton. Yeah, former he, he is a former Bengal. Yeah. Um, I would trade. However, but, Cincinnati's backup situation is like one of the worst in the NFL. Yeah, that's what I was I mean, gonna, I think that's what you were alluding to, Aaron. They just like, I think we we're both going to allude to this, this point that I don't think they believe in the backup. No. Wh- whoever that is. I, I think, oh, who's Brandon <laughs> Allen, I think. I mean, yeah, it's not and, anyone who's going to win you games. And he's been in the system for a while, so they pretty much know who he is. No, it's not. It's, it's either Jake Browning, um, who is out of. Washington, I think, Jake Browning. Uh, yeah, so Washington, a 27-year-old backup, or you could go with the former Alabama QB, A.J. McCarron. Not great options. <laughs> yeah, he's way. been a long-time Bengal. He has been there for a while, yeah, as, as kind of the yeah, I, practice I, squad guy. I, I, yeah, I think the Bengals, what I think they're going to do is I think they're still going to be throwing Joe Burrow out there because they view even Joe Burrow on one leg is better than no Joe Burrow at all, yeah. even though it hasn't looked that way at all. I, I don't know. The, I don't. I think the Bengals, this hole is too deep because Cleveland has looked really good. Baltimore has looked really good. Besides Josh Allen and Tua, Lamar Jackson's having another MVP year. Yeah, no one's talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore, um, they really handle business um, on Sunday as well against the Browns, 28-3, man. Lamar had one of those games where you're like, this might be the best football player on earth, man, because he is so damn electric. Lamar is so electric, dude. Do you guys want to know a fun fact about Lamar Jackson? <laughs> yeah. We share the same birthday. Really? Yeah. Really? What day is that? January 7th. 7th. Okay. Yeah, Lamar, man. Um, great game from him. Great game from Baltimore. Um, Justin, you know, they're 3-1, and one, top of the division right now. And, and Cleveland, you know, they get slacked in this game without Deshaun Watson. I mean, they throw DTR out of UCLA in there, and he just looked really uh, just... I can't even really blame him. I mean, because he looked he, great in the preseason against the Jets. He yeah. just looked a little unprepared um, yeah. to be thrown into the fire like that. Um, and Baltimore steamrolls them. Pittsburgh, I think, is is in a, a similar spot um, to to uh, I for I, I forget who I was going to just compare him to, but Pittsburgh, I think they have their own issues with Kenny Pickett and and that yeah, offensive line as well. 
But Baltimore, I think by far, looks like the best team in the, in that division oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. And I mean, like Josh said, Baltimore could be a team that maybe at this point is the Bills' biggest contender in the AFC, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, the biggest perhaps. problem with the Ravens has been Lamar's health at the end of the season. I mean, we've seen, obviously, Tyler Huntley uh, at the end of the season have to try to get a close It was close playoff game last year with the Bengals where they had to return, I think it was a 96-yard fumble recovery for the touchdown. If not, Huntley or whoever, I don't know if it was a halo, or I forget off the top of my head, they scored that touchdown. It would have been a tie game, and we would be sitting there. Possibly the Ravens could have pulled out a win. Then the AFC Championship games, not the Bengals, Chiefs, and more, more on it. And that's it. Lamar, 15 for 19, 186 yards, two touchdowns, uh, two running, two passing, both passing, get one of the greatest tight ends in the league, Mark Andrews. And, again, when they could get that, that pass game going, those two guys, as, as obviously they've incorporated now Zay Flowers as well. I mean, this team is solid on paper, and they could definitely do some damage. And they have so far three and one. I'd be really surprised that they're not going to make it. Uh, possibly the AFC Championship game this year. Yeah, like this is Baltimore's next couple of games. They're at Pittsburgh, then Tennessee, then Detroit, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, and Cincy. Uh, they can win all those games, and they'll still be sitting only with one loss and really making a push for the first seed. That that it, it, the Ravens are low key like the biggest threat to the the Bills, and they wait, really wait, wait. can be Super Bowl are, are, contenders. Are you throwing the Chiefs out. I'm t- the the offense scares me with the Chiefs. Like with the Patrick Mahomes. Well, it didn't matter on Sunday. But exactly. who still won? Barely, barely, yeah, barely. It wasn't just a pat. They didn't win because of Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you that they, they won because of uh, the guys in you know the zebra uh, pattern. Unless, I don't know. Now there are there were the rumors like Mike Evans might get traded somewhere. Uh, if if he ends up on the Chiefs, then but Tampa's three and one. They're three and one. Yeah, but he won't be resigning with them. Okay, if you're talking next year, then okay. I mean that'd be a huge debt for Patrick Mahomes and Mike Evans. But um, well, yeah, we don't live in hypotheticals. The way the way the team <laughs> is now. I don't see that receiver talent is not there. And, and speaking of the receiver talent, you go back to the Bengals, who a lot, a lot of people, including myself, put Jamar Chase in the top in the top three wide receivers in the league. And you only guys hear his stats this season: 23, 29 receptions, two hundred eighty four receiving yards, and a big fat donut of touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's uh, I can't even really blame them, but. Well, do you see his comments? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, What exactly did he He, say? He basically said, I'm always open. I'm bleeping always open. Yeah. I mean, well, when your quarterback can't, when he's got one leg, it's like, I don't really know what you want him to do, but not sure. This is the first time we've really seen this Bengals team go through serious adversity. True. Yeah, at least in the in the Burrow and and Zach Taylor, like, kind of like golden era. No, no, no. The Burrow chase era. Yeah, that's true. No, that's more accurate. Yeah, Burrow and Chase era. You're right. This is the first time that they've really kind of gotten out of the gate super slow, mm-hmm. um, and, and and are I mean they're in last place right now in yeah. in the North. Um, even Pittsburgh, who I, again I think I mean they get pummeled by Houston. Um, Stroud. CJ Stroud is looking like a top Stroud. fifteen quarterback. CJ Stroud is looking very nice. And I said to people, and nobody believed me, the Texans are going to have seven wins this season. Mm. That's, well, well, well like, let's see who they play. Let's see who they play. Um, yeah. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's has done a really good job with the defense, I think, as well. 
Um, you know, I mean, they give up 25 and 31 the first couple of weeks, but then they only give up 17 to the Jads, and then they obviously hold Pittsburgh to six. Um, but CJ Stroud, man, what what is it? He had um, what? He's the first guy to ever have uh, like 300 yards uh, every game or yeah, some think, some some stat. I think he also currently has the record for most pass attempts with that of interception yeah. to start a career. I really? He broke Dak's record. Yeah, six touchdowns, no pits for Stroud. Yeah, Stroud has looked amazing, and it's kind of looking bad on the Panthers because Bryce Young, on the other hand, has not looked as good. He, so Bryce Young is behind the worst offensive line in the league, and he has really abs- yeah. Are you sure I'm, about I that? I would rather have the Giants line fully healthy than the Panthers. Line. That's fair. Fully healthy. That's fair. Fully healthy. But you go back to the Texans schedule. They're two and two next week. Falcons. That's a win. Oh, Ritter looks looked bad. Yeah, Ritter looks really awful. not. He's not good. Yeah, Saints. Uh, it's probably a win at home, that's, right? That's a win yeah, at a win. home. Okay, so they're four and two. Panthers win. They're, they're winning one. that. Five and two. Buccaneers. That can go either it's way. Awesome. I, I think they're going to beat the Bucks. They could. Yeah, they do. So how many wins is that? Six. Six. Okay, but you're <laughs> yeah. They can win seven games, but it's preseason we were thinking they could win. Seven I thought games. that. Yeah, you were. Yes. I did. But the majority insane. of this table was not saying that. Um, <laughs> the majority did not. But, you know, as we, you know, we're a little over an hour into third yeah, and long. No, 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 but we can, we can extend no, the episode out. I want to. I think we can. I want to touch on every game because I think I actually thought. I wanna, wait, where's a game we haven't, we haven't gone to yet? We're going to get to every game. I mean, there, we, uh, there's a game we haven't gone to yet. Uh, we, haven't talk, we, haven't about, we haven't talked minutes. about Detroit. And that game is the Atlanta Falcons. Versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, guess what? I didn't see any of it because I was sleeping. Did any of you guys? Were you guys up for that game? Uh, I was the Toy Story. I tuned into the Toy Story. Yes, and that's perfect segue, Justin. I heard it was decent. It was really good. What did you think of it, Justin? I'll give my take on it. I I thought it was uh, not too bad. Obviously, they've used uh, Nickelodeon and stuff like that before, and now Toy Story, Disney side, but... I, I think it's a kind of good way. Again, it's an early morning game, so some younger kids might be out trying to watch that game. And again, if, if they've watched Toy Story, they probably like it, like the, uh, the animations and stuff like that. Overall, game-wise, we're just showing how Desmond Ritter is a bottom five quarterback in the league. Right? It's not really debatable anymore. I had two picks, one touchdown, 19 for 31. Bijan, again, still a monster. Uh, he does his job. But opposite side, Trevor Lawrence, solid game. Uh, overall, again, easy win for them. The team, again, is 2-2 two two Jacksonville. Atlanta's also 2-2. Two two. They started off 2-0, and oh, but yeah. obviously the last two weeks have been uh, brutal for Ritter as the really defensively as well. They gave up, obviously, 23 points. Justin, the, the guy that has, I think, gotten buried in the Atlanta offense due to the, due to the quarterback kind of inconsistency, Mariota last year and then Ritter this year, um, which is a downgrade, Kyle by Pitts. the way, um, is Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the talent that he had for a tight end coming out of Florida was unreal. 1,000-yard season as a rookie. Last two years, he, he's just been – I mean, he's disappeared. He's he really has. Good. Yeah, it's – I don't understand. It's not a talent thing. It's just no. – it's like – it's coaching, I feel like, because you, you're not scheming plays for him, it feels mm-hmm. like, because John U. Smith out-targeted him. Oh, yeah. And – I, I just don't know what it is. Like you see the frustration with how Ritter has been playing with Matt Collins, like yelling at him at the sideline. Do you see, like, I knew week one when they were just pounding the, the ball, just running it, 
constantly. It's because they don't think Ritter can win them games. They don't want Ritter to throw the ball and also, 25 times. I mean, you looked at Arthur Smith, right, who comes from Tennessee with Derrick Henry and that system where you have Tannehill there, a quarterback who's decent enough. You're going to run the ball 30 times a game. Atlanta wants to he wants to bring that same blueprint, right? And he had Johnny Smith there in Tennessee. He lights them more than pits, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, the, the pass game for the Falcons as is – I mean, Drake London catches a touchdown in this game. And Colts, we got the Vikings versus the Panthers. We got three games left. Yeah, just right, we, can, we, 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 Eagles, we, we can pick up. Oh, we talk about we talk. Eagles. Oh my! Yeah, we didn't talk about the Eagles. Yeah. Well, I gotta go. Oh, you gotta go soon. How long? So we could. I can leave, and you guys. Can when do you have to go? I mean, give it seven. Okay. You should probably get there at six. It's probably leaving what ten minutes. Yeah. All right. Um, we we try to wrap it up fifteen minutes or so. All right, ready. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. We got cut off. Um, but, uh, yeah, Atlanta, man, um, they lose to Jacksonville in, in, in the early game out in London. Um, again, I was fast asleep for this game. But um, there are a few more games we need to get to. Um, Josh, you want to talk, to talk about the Thursday night game from last week, Detroit and Green Bay? Yeah, so, I mean, Jordan Love, I don't, I don't, I really don't know how to feel about him at this point in the season. Like, he looked really good. The first three weeks, but that Saints game, I feel like the only reason they won that game is because Derek Carr left with injury, and the offense for the Saints kind of sputtered out at that point. But in the against Detroit in Lambeau, he did not look good at all, and I think on a national stage, you finally got to see what I believe that the Lions are the best team in that division. That's their division to lose, honestly, because the Bears obviously are not competing. The Vikings have had such a slow start. I don't think they can bounce back and win the division. And the Packers, I think, as we saw on Thursday, they're just not as good as the Lions. The Vikings ruined their chance of getting Caleb Williams. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they want Caleb Williams. What? Kirk Cousins is on an expiring contract, and he will not be resigning with them. He will be going to the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 So, so first he was where, – where was – so he was a Jet last week – this week no, is the 49ers. going to be a giant net sweep. <laughs> this, is, this is what I said. What the Vikings should do if they lost this game against the Panthers, they should trade him to the Jets, and then he will leave and go to the Niners. Here's, here's what I found out. The Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause, so he has to agree to whatever trade. Wow. There you go. Yeah. That could be the ticker right there. If he doesn't want to go somewhere, he's not going. You know? Now, if you guys are athletes, would you guys have no trade clauses? Yes. I, I would, I would probably, you, yeah. Because if you think about it, you got a whole apartment in the city, and then a team could just ship you. No, now you're living across the country. Yeah, I so. would. Justin, what do you think? I mean, uh, respectfully, if they put me with a team, if they said, hey, you're going to Chicago, <laughs> I'd be uh, like, I'd uh, pull a rock and try to retire because <laughs> I would not. Chicago's a nice city, though. Not a good football not a nice it's team. It's definitely <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit too cold for me. Now, if they send you to Cleveland, that's a different thing. I, I would I say think no. they're kind of similar at this point. Like Joe Tim Noah said. Nobody vacations. In Nobody Cleveland. vacations in Cleveland. People, t- people vacation in Chicago. I think. I don't think right? it either. <laughs> people vacate. People don't vacation in Jacksonville. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Yeah, Jacksonville. There's a beach in Jacksonville. It's Florida, man. Of course, people are down there. Uh, well, um, I mean, compared to Cleveland. Uh, well, yeah. No, I mean, no. Yeah, but you're compared. Uh, but Justin, you know, you're you're an Eagles fan. What do you, what was your biggest takeaways from the Eagles versus Commanders game? It was a great game. Yeah, I was a little bit too close for my liking. <laughs> uh, the last drive, I was seeing flashes of a, a Rodgers or Brady in that last drive because that Sam Howell was making some throws oh, that I Sam. haven't seen all game, and 
That was his only passing touchdown, of course, was a second left to Dotson. Uh, but Eagles-wise, A.J. Brown had a field day pretty much. Uh, Jayla Hurts does the usual. The touch-push works to perfection only for the Eagles pretty much. Uh, it, again, the Eagles have, have had, obviously, shaky games the, the first four, but they've walked away with four wins. Again, we ha- we obviously know the uh, schedule will pick up, and it'll get harder, and we know uh, that the Eagles can uh, win some football games when it matters, but if they can even split those four or five hard games, it's going to be uh, pretty good for them. You know, we'll get back to the Eagles in one minute, but, you know, we have some breaking news from the NFL as Boy. Texans left guard Kendrick Green tears his meniscus out indefinite wow. after the injury versus the Steelers. Huge loss for... The Texans, who was drafted last year, I was a big fan of him out of college. I wanted the Giants to maybe trade down for him and draft him. But, you know, this is, you know, if you lose a lineman like Green for Stroud's development, that's huge. I don't think this was really talked about that much. So let's, you know, if anyone has some thoughts on this, then we'll go back to the Eagles versus Commanders game. Uh, Then Houston. I mean, yeah, it, it is a loss. Um, he's a second-year player, correct? Or yeah, second-year. He's a second-year second out of A&M, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a good guard. Um, and, yeah, it stinks that they lose him. But, um, you know, I, th- I think Stroud – Stroud's pocket awareness has been has been the, the biggest um, kind of surprise to me because at Ohio State he had it so easy that you saw every single game uh, him made – fantastic throws from a clean pocket because he does have the arm talent, um, you know, but the ability for him now at the NFL level to go in there right away where he had everything in Ohio State, he had protection, he had great receivers, to go into Houston and stand in there as confidently as he does, evade the rush and make these bedtime throws, that's where I've been most impressed with C.J. Stroud, the start to, to his career. So uh, we'll see how they move forward with that, but um, Back to the Eagles. Yeah. Josh, what are your take of this game? Because this was really the first time all season that we saw the Eagles had to really play a game and where they had to come back. Yeah. I mean, Sam, Sam Howell, he looked really, really good. And then to go for him, I consider this his rookie year just because, you know, first year starter for him. And to, after the game they had in Buffalo, everyone was convinced, oh, Sam Howe is not the answer. Then he comes back in Philadelphia against that defense with Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick. I could keep going with the names, but I'm not going to. They He looked really, really good. That last drive was the explanation point. And I do not understand why Riverboat Ron, so out of character of him, did not go for two to yeah. win the game. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, you have the chance to win the game right there. and. Even though you know you don't want to, they got the ball at overtime, but it's, you, they, they got the ball back first in overtime. They couldn't do it. Yeah, if you but if you want to win the game, there, like, you know, like that was your chance to win the game. I, I don't know, me personally, especially for him, I'm surprised he didn't go for it. But yeah, the the Commanders looked really, really good. I thought Sam Howe. People were writing off Sam Howe. I thought you know, give him this year at least to see, like, give him a chance because they have weapons. Brian Robinson looked really, really good. Terry McLaurin is is a beast. Jahad Donson on that play for the touchdown like showed what he's made of. Curtis Samuel had a really good name too. He did too. They, they all they all got Terry, McC- Lo- Terry McLaurin too. Yeah, yeah yep. Logan Thomas. They Washington has weapons. I think that if they keep developing Sam Howell, I don't think it'll be this year, but I think they can definitely next year if Sam Howell keeps playing to this level that they can definitely like make some noise in that division. All right, there's a couple more actually. So Justin's got to get out of here, but Justin, let's talk about that Eagles defense for like a minute. Mm. Um, 
you know, Jonathan Dannon is the scapegoat for this team last year, and yet the defense looks worse this year. Um, what have you kind of seen from them? Uh, obviously, uh, losing Avante Maddox a couple weeks ago with the torn pet doesn't help for your, for your uh, slot quarter depth at all, obviously. Um, but, yeah, the defense is giving up points this year, man. Uh, they're getting cut up a little bit. So, so what have you kind of seen from them? Uh, I mean, especially uh, the last game against uh, Howell and the Commanders. I mean, it just seemed like Howell had uh, a little bit too much time in the pocket, especially on that last drive. It seemed where Howell could just kind of find who he wanted to find, whether it was McLaurin, whether it was Dotson. And it, it, I think it's, again, it's just kind of sometimes last year it just felt like we could get to the quarterback with the blink of an eye. It was anybody was getting to the quarterback, and now it's kind of, we had to fight through a couple more guys, and I just think it's – I think the approach is different as well against the Eagles defense now that we have we just went to the Super Bowl. We were competing against the Chiefs for the title. We trying to make a name for ourselves. And I think piece by piece, obviously we still have guys from last year, but we had to we incorporate that more. Obviously we draft guys from Georgia like it's nothing. And we have Taylor Carter and Jordan Davis and <laughs> keep going down the line, but – I think uh, secondary-wise, we have been getting burnt a little bit too too much uh, for my liking, obviously, but we still have the core guys that can make plays. It's just they're happening left often, and I think that's why we've seen the first four weeks have been nail-biters instead of being blowout uh, 14, 21-point games that we were expecting to have uh, throughout the season. Yeah, Eagles still 4-0, though. One of only two teams left uh, undefeated, and that's going to lead us into uh, – the last of two games we'll talk about, we're going to skip Vegas and the Chargers because Aiden O'Connell starts this game um, for Vegas. And, I mean, kind of similar to um, – who was I going to say? Uh, DTR. Although Aiden O'Connell certainly had a better game. There was for 238 yards. Uh, he was nervous in the pocket. And Khalil Matt nearly breaks the single game uh, sack record um, getting to O'Connell uh, six times in this game. Um, so, yeah, the Chargers tweaked out a 7-point win there. Game's kind of a wash. Um, you know, whatever. Herbert gets hurt uh, and then comes back with basically four fingers on, on his Pretty offhand much. and makes that throw uh, to seal the game. So, L.A. wins it. But uh, let's, let's get into Cardinals-Niners. Um San Francisco, Josh. They're, they're the best they're, team they, in the NFL, probably. They are yeah, so prob- good. But do you guys trust them in the playoffs? I do. I I think – I do. I think Kyle Shanahan, even though he's had his uh, his moments, especially in the Super Bowl specifically, <laughs> I think that the team was good enough to beat the Eagles last year. Obviously, Purdy got hurt. I'm not going to say the Niners would have won that we game. We would not have won as much as I – would love to say that. Oh my God! If the yeah, Niners, if the Niners beat the Eagles last year, I would have had a field day. But they didn't. Yeah. I had a yeah. field day after the Eagles lost Super Bowl. But that's besides the point. Go. Yeah, I think. Um, I also feel like the Niners really haven't played anyone per se. Like they haven't had any real competition so far to play. Um, obviously they beat up on the Cardinals. Who but the Cardinals have just to speak on them a little bit. Like they they've. They're looking way better than I thought they would, especially at, with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Even against the Niners, like he had his moments where he drove them down the field, get get points, get a touchdown, get a field goal. Even though the final score wasn't what they wanted it to be, that's mainly because Christian McCaffrey just had a monster game, and McCaffrey is showing why he's the best back in the league. That he's the he's just a weapon, either as a runner 
or receiver. He just gets it done. I mean, the guy is an end zone magnet. I yeah. mean, he gets in there like at least twice a week. It's crazy. Yeah, and it was crazy as Debo Samuel did basically nothing in this game, but it didn't matter. They don't need him. They don't. It that, and that's when like when this team is fully healthy, the 49ers, they just Brock Purdy just needs to give the ball to the playmaker, whoever is open. Just give it to them, and they'll just get all the yards after the catch. I mean, you think about it. When Brock, when Brock Purdy's going through his reads, he says, okay, I can either dump it off to CMC and let him run for 20 yards. I can throw it to George Tittle and let him break five tackles. I can throw a deep shot to Debo. I can throw it over the middle to Brandon Ayuk. It's like, dude. It's like he's just... <laughs> it's like he's I, playing on rookie mode. Well, like, yeah. I love Brock Purdy. I want him to succeed, but I'm just not quite sure... How good he is! I mean, he's just in a really good system that's going to help. I don't think he weapons. needs to be that good for them to win the Super Bowl, though. That's the thing. Time will tell. I think he needs to be a little extra yeah. to win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I think their first test is that they play Dallas, I believe, on Sunday night. They do, and that then is they, then they travel to Cleveland. So those are two good defenses back to back. So we'll we'll see Sam just how if Brock Purdy. Is I want him to. No, I I I believe that, but there there's still all the questions that you know. Is he just a system quarterback? And can, like, if things are working out, can you rely on him mainly, not just McCaffrey, to, like, win you a football game, basically? But I, I, the way they've looked so far, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC easily over the Eagles. I'm not sure if that's a hot take or not. Just the Eagles have not looked that good so far. They're not looking as dominant as they did last year. I think the Niners have taken that spot from them. How, how dominant have they been so far this year? All right, let's wrap up with the Dallas Cowboys fan favorite here um 38 to 3 over the 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 once the once mighty New England Patriots yeah, it feels so sweet I'm it feels so, so good <laughs> now do you want to hear my overreaction from this game what sure tom brady made bill belichick hey, thank you you, it's not an uh, overreaction. I don't think it's overreaction. Bill Belichick. Now, now Bill B- Belichick, he is a great defensive coach. However, without Tom Brady, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what we would be saying about. Maybe he would be a defensive coordinator in the league. I know this is insane <laughs> to be saying. I'll, no, Aaron. But I don't, like, I don't. They looked really, really bad. Matt Jones just went kind of like a wall at one point and was doing whatever he wanted. He did bench for um. Who even was there? Uh, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, yep. I mean, wow. The Patriots, what a fall from grace, dude. Yeah. Isn't wow. it amazing, Josh? Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely sweet. But, like, we're looking at if, – if I put myself as a Patriot fan, you got you definitely, at this point, you are thinking, sitting at one and three, do we draft a quarterback? Do we get – are we in the Caleb Williams Bowl or Drake May? Like, because Mac Jones looked – they're going to keep Mac Jones. Next I, year. He looks so bad. It wasn't just because Dallas defense. And, and, and they're he was not. Bad and Kraft can't fire Belichick too. I don't. Th- that's why Mac Jones will be the one to go. And it's fair because Mac Jones is not he, Dallas. He did not play good at all. He was making such bad reads. He was making Jameis Winston types of reads. Like they're what, not like, going to fire him. But you know, Aaron. Back to your Bill Belichick take. I think Bill Belichick is one of the greatest pure football minds of all time. But I don't consider him a top five coach of all time. I've never have. Well, I mean, he has won seven Super Bowls. Actually, it was. That's all. I believe it was eight. Does he have eight? Six with the Patriots, two with the Giants. He was their DC. Okay, but as a head coach. coach. No, I thought we're talking in general. So six. So, so, I mean, six Super Bowls. He's a top 10 coach of all time, but (sighs) 
he's also an overrated head coach. Just shows Brady just. You know what that just shows Brady's greatness. And you know, did you guys see the Cowboys tribute to Zeke? Um, I did not. It was it's it was sad. As a Cowboy hater, it was sad to see. Like Zeke belongs in a Cowboy uniform. Yeah, yeah. It's it, well, he does, but obviously the money situation and just his decline of play. The, obviously, the Cowboys don't need him at this point. Um, yeah, the Cowboys absolutely ran the floor with him, and kind of like what I was saying with um, the 49ers, I still don't think Dallas has really played anyone, even though they had that weird loss to Arizona. I'm not really, I'm kind of throwing that out the window. The real test for them is when they played the Niners, and I see what Dak is made of, even though I'm pretty sure I know what he's made of, that he's not, he's not great, but he's also not that bad. Mm-hmm. So, but is he good enough where he can be a, like a Jimmy Garoppolo and like lead you to the promised land? We're going to have to see next week on Sunday night. Yeah, and if you're an Eagle fan, Josh, you're watching that game saying, like, this is for the one seed. Whoever comes out of this is, is our biggest competition, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Locke was telling me that, uh, you know, that these games out of division matter a lot. And even though Dallas did drop that one against Arizona, the, they have looked a lot more dominant than the Eagles have against, like, teams they should be dominant against. Yep. So it's definitely going to be a race to that who just not even just the first seed, but who wins that division mm-hmm. as a whole. All right. Um, actually, you know, we did skip a game that I want to talk about. Um, and this is what we'll end on. Um, although it would have been great to close out with the Patriots getting crushed, but no, we could, we could still talk about um, Patriots getting crushed. The week. Rams and Colts may have been, Honestly, I'm looking at it now. The best game of the weekend? Uh, Philly and Washington has a case. I think even the Jets have a case because they did play a good game. I think L.A. and Indy could have been the game of the week, man. Mm. Um, Puka Nakua. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, my Lord. And Tyron Williams as well. They have come out of nowhere and have been great for the Rams. We said this yesterday on offsides. Um, The Rams are back, man. They, They are a good Good football team. Yeah, I mean, especially now you're getting you're ho- you hopeful you're hopeful to get Cooper Cup back next week, but even without Cup, Puka Nakua has stepped into his role and has absolutely flourished. And you you wonder what this team will look like because coming into the season, you thought that it's only Cooper Cup. They don't have any other weapons outside of Cup. Now it looks like they have. So many weapons for Stafford. You got Tutu Atwell, who's played really good as well. I was ready to call the Rams ran off five wins this season. I think I, I think everyone did honestly. That everyone kind of just written them off that Stafford was going to be on this decline. That he wasn't really. Okay. That can we all agree that Sean McVay is the best, or not if the second best coach in the league? He definitely is. He got he put this team together. That he's got them ready to compete and everything. And and. You know, obviously, after they win the Super Bowl uh, a few years back, you know, everyone was saying, okay, well, they went out, they uh, they kind of sold their soul, quote-unquote, right, I for that Super Bowl. They, they put the team together to win right now. They did win in that moment, but they knew years down the road it was going to hurt them getting rid of all those draft picks. However... I mean, it's not hurting them right now. I mean, they have continuously found guys um, that have come in and just produced, man. And, uh, you know, they, they lose to the Bengals, um, you know, on Monday night the week before in, in kind of just like a weird game, yeah. uh, 19 to 16. And, you know, they only lose by a touchdown to San Fran. They beat Seattle and Indy. They'll be at the Eagles uh, on Sunday at 4 o'clock. 
that's another huge game uh, in the NFC. I think San Fran and Dallas, LA and the Eagles, those are two monster games to look for uh, on Sunday, Josh. De- definitely. And especially if the, the Rams can get Cooper Cup back, they have a real chance of giving the Eagles their first loss. Well, they're saying season. he's going to play this week. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. They. You know, it's always they. Well, they thought he was gonna play week one as well. Then he tweaked his hamstrings. Fair. That's that's why you know we wait to see the practice reports. And obviously, if he's you know hamstrings are a weird injury, so we'll see like if they actually decide to push him in or just wait, give it another week just to be safe. But even without Cup, the Rams are a scary team to play against just because they're so well coached. Stafford is playing like he did that Super Bowl year. They they're looking really they're outperforming and they're really overperforming. I thought they would this year. They. They are overperforming, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they're they're back. They are back. Um, and I think that wraps up third and long. Yeah, we're an hour 20 in. Um, unless you guys have anything else, I think we're going to wrap uh, it up here. Anthony Richardson's really good at football. He is. He had a great game for the Colts. Um, yeah, man. I mean, he was he was the guy that everyone was kind of like, okay, he's got the physical tools, but, you know, Stroud and Young had a way better college career, and I was know, he's got the accuracy guy. issues, but Richardson – he is looking very nice. I was a big Stroud guy. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Of course you were. Well, All right. Of course I was. That'll do it for third and long. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> I, I was a big Bryce Young guy too. Bryce Young has not looked good. Um, now, for him, I mean, just the height concerns are, I think, You can see when you watch the game. He looks small out there. And he, he I mean, he goes down instantly when he gets it. He's mm-hmm. got no kind of contact balance whatsoever. But obviously, Butch still out on all these rookie uh, quarterbacks. I, th- I still think Bryce Young can be a very good NFL quarterback. We'll see. Carolina, probably not the place for him to be right now. But, but no, look, he's, he's played f- three NFL games. I know. We he's need played to, three. Like, let's stop yeah. putting the blame on Bryce Young. Let's stop playing these, the blame on these rookies. They played three games, okay? We'll see three how games. it all shakes out. Um, but that will wrap up third and long this week. Thank you to Josh Ayers and Justin Locke, who had to get out of here calling some Rowan volleyball across the street. Um, get out of here early. But uh, thank you guys for hopping on. For my esteemed co-host, Samuel Prince, uh, I'm just Aaron Sam, Hutch. Is it, is it really just it Sam? Is, we've got over this on offsides. Oh, no. Wow. My name is just Sam. Okay, then. Well, that's... Uh, I'm sorry, then. My esteemed co-host, Mr. Sam Prince. You know him well. I've been Aaron Hook, and uh, this has been Third and Law. No, no Giants?